It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell, and right now I'm being joined by MTV News correspondent Dimitri Pongo, here to talk about Love & Hip Hop Lineage to Legacy premiering on Monday, February the 7th, and also Monday, February the 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern on MTV. Dimitri, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, good morning. Uh, this, this isn't a, do we call this the metaverse? Like, where are we right now? We're I don't know. Is it, right you know now. what? The metaverse, I think, is some, so the metaverse <laughs> is something that I think depending upon who you are, when you say metaverse, that means different things to different people. Like, if you talk to some people, that means Spider-Man. And some people, <laughs> that means, right? And then other people, that means, like, Bitcoin. So I don't, I think, right? It's, like, related, like, to, to that whole world where you can buy stuff in the metaverse, like, real estate in, in the metaverse. Well, I don't really know. Thank you for having me in your multiverse. Yeah, my moment. multiverse. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I was like, um, so you're here to talk about... Um, Kind of a cool uh, collaboration, which is Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink Crew, which, um, full disclosure, when Black Ink first started, I lived on the street where the, the, the tattoo shop is. Like, that was my block. And so I remember oh, wow. being like, what are they shooting in here? <laughs> like, why are all these wow. producers standing out here looking all stressed out um, on the corner of my street in Harlem? And it was because the, that was the first season of Black Ink, which now there's many seasons of Black Ink. But this is actually a cool collaboration. It's Love and Hip Hop Lineage to Legacy, and it premieres um, February the 7th. So tell us about this special, because I like the, I, I like the premise, um, and it's sort of a cool – it's people that folks know, because Love and Hip Hop, obviously, and Black Ink have had many seasons. The, the folks who are on yeah. these shows, people you know, know and love them. But, but it's something – they're doing something um, to sort of even go more in depth into their own backgrounds. And I think they're letting us in, um, you know, to witness that. And it's really cool. So tell us about it. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of this show doing something like this. So essentially, you've got the Love and Hip Hop cast linking up with the Black Ink crew and kind of a cross-pollination. What happens is for Black History Month, and this is a show that producer Mona Scott Young had been trying to put together for years, apparently. Well, the cast of Love and Hip Hop gets their African ancestry done. They send in their DNA to find out not only what African country they're from, but what African tribe they're from. And then they get a tattoo that is significant to them personally and that signifies their connection to their tribe. So the cast members we have from Love & Hip Hop, Remy Ma, Papoose, Yandy, Rich Dollars, Paris, Tokyo, Carly Red, Mama D's on here. And uh, you know, they find out they're from Nigeria, Cameroon, all these different countries. Find out about that country, have a deep conversation with Dr. Gina Page from African Ancestry, and then they get, get tatted up by Caesar and Cat from Black Ink. And, uh, and Crystal from Black Ink. And, and then we break down that conversation. We, we party over some African cuisine. And then we have just a real dialogue about why is it important to learn what countries you're from? How does it inform your identity? How does it change the way you move through the world? Which is particularly important for a show like this, where they're not broaching topics this heavy. It's, it's a really good cross-pollination to see these shows do this. I think this is so important because, honestly, throughout my life growing up, I, I've always actually been on, I'm, I'm 
I'm black. So one of the things that I, a joke I have is that when, when people ask me, where are you from? I say, mm-hmm. I'm regular black. Because, right, that, right, right. Um, because that's helpful in explaining to people like where I'm from, which is I don't actually know. Right. So I, I probably at some point should do these ancestry DNA tests to to find out exactly um, where I am from and where my my ancestry is from. But in part, I think what's so cool about being able to discover this part of yourself um, is that you will in the future have an answer to the question like, where is your where are you is your family originally from? And a lot of black Americans, we can't answer that question. That's not a question that's so we, funny. We, we, we have an answer to. It's so true. And it's so funny you say that, too, because I'm first gen. You know, I was born to Ghanaian parents who came to America in the 70s. And every time I tell people, you know, like, where your name come from? I thought it was just a regular black man. I thought you were regular black. I'm like, no, I'm from Ghana. I guess I'm I guess I'm a spicy black. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, a little different kind of black. But it, it's like this this uh, weird dichotomy that I even had personally where you know, you would think that growing up with African parents in America, I would have like a greater sense of self in, in some type of way where I can at least say, hey, my parents are Elway. This is what my name means. This is where I come from. But even personally, sometimes I didn't feel African enough because I don't fluently speak my native tongue. And there are some elements of the Black American experience that I sort of missed out on, like the love of spades. I play spades, mm-hmm. but I'm not like <laughs> a spades player. You know, you can lose your Black card for saying this. I shouldn't oh even say this in public right now. It's well, you know what? It's funny that you bring that up. I'll let you go, go, but like, did you see Crystal Crystal's tweet last week? And it was like, there is a whole market. I think this is a good idea. So somebody do this, um, yes. but give Chris, but give Crystal the credit, okay? Um, because she 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 said there needs to be a safe space where Black people can learn spades without consequences. Yes, yes, yes. And because I agree. The, the minute you try to play and someone tries to teach you, they yell at you for not knowing what Listen, you don't know, and then you just get disturbed. Friendships have been ended over space. Like, here's it. I don't play spades with people that I I really like and I want I care about. I try. I I always say I'm like upfront. I'm like I don't unless like you never want me as a friend again. It's not a good idea because this gets way too competitive. It's too competitive. But it. But I think like the, spades is actually a really good example. Because not not only the black experience, but the HBCU experience, um, you know, any college with black people, there's spades being played. Any family event with black people, there's spades being played. So it's like a cultural touchstone that you're right. If 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 that's not something that you you had in your household growing up, you're going to get to college or or a high school party and you're or a family reunion. You're going to be like, what spades? And then people are going to be yelling at you. Exactly. Exactly. So there are these like really unique customs that are germane to the African American experience. And similarly, there are these customs that are germane to the African experience. And then you find out as you go down the rabbit hole how many derive from the African experience. Like when we pour out liquor, you know, for, for fallen fallen friends, you know, that's a libation. You know, when we sit out on a porch in the hood, whether you're from Harlem or Chicago like I am, uh, that comes from, you know, African cultures where if you were a big family, and you saw how many siblings and cousins and all these people on the front line of that home, it was a signifier of the wealth of the household. It meant that the patriarch had enough money or resources or enough love in that community to be able to care for all of these people. And you know, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, 
in America, that's a custom in some neighborhoods where we just sit on the stoop all day. You know, all of these really small things, you know, names that would we grew up with that were called so-called ghetto and, you know, we're, we're seen as, as ratchet and all of these different things. A lot of these names have been derived and changed from West African names and, and Kenyan names and Nigerian and Ghanaian names. And so all of these discoveries are what these conversations are about that we have with the Castle of a Hip Hop on the show. So when you do the African industry um, search, like when, when they're, they're, they're telling you all these things about your background, like what, what are the kinds of things that they, they can find out? Oh, I, mean, they, I, need to, so, I need to do this myself, but yeah, for folks out there who have never done so this. Good. Well, yeah, first uh, check out AfricanAncestry.com. Dr. Gina Page is the co-founder and the DNA expert that we worked with. So they, they swab your DNA, but then they also get um, information from you about your lineage for as far back as you can go. So for some of the cast members and for like a lot of us, you know, some of our lineage, as far as we know, may stop in the South and, you know, may begin and end with uh, the slave trade. And so, you know, you go back as far as you can with your lineage, with, with the person. And then, you know, they swab your DNA and then they relate it back to not just the country, but the tribe that you're from. And then in the special, Gina gives the cast members more information about the tribe. So for example, you know, where Papoose turns out to be from, I won't give away too much, but he, it, it turns out that, you know, it's a, it's a place known for its music. And Remy Ma is known for a place uh, where she ends up coming from, uh, known for very strong, powerful, for, headstrong women and, and, you know, warriors. And you start to see these different nodes of characteristics and personality traits that relates to the original tribe that folks were from. And so you see these light bulbs kind of go off in real time as they find out where they're from. That is so cool. I mean, if yeah. I found out that I came from a tribe of people with strong, opinionated, strong-minded women, I think that I would be like my, you know, I would be like the, the brain explosion emoji because right. <laughs> be, honestly, because I, I, I mean, I do believe that, you know, what is in your DNA, um, you know, informs like who you, I do believe that that informs, you know, your, a lot of how you are, you know, your personality is a, a, you know, a combination of a lot of different factors, obviously, but some of it is innate. Some of it is, yes, yes. is, is in your DNA. And so if, if I discovered that, because it, there's, there's so many memories that you have when you're growing up and you're like, I don't know why I'm this way, but I've always been, you know, if something was wrong, yeah. I was always loud about it. You know what I mean? Like since I was six. It, so I, I don't know why and I it's learned. even more. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry to cut you off, Selena, no. but you just sparked something that really hit me. It's even more of a, of a puzzle piece that kind of connects with those of us who didn't grow up without our fathers. I, ha I had yeah. mine in the home and I was lucky enough, but some folks, they find out their dad and then they'd be like, damn, I look just like this guy. I act just like this guy. I treat women this way without even knowing him. And he does the same thing to my mom and, you know, the mothers of my half brothers and sisters. And so like, there's this, we not only have we lost like that African connectivity, but for some of us with our fathers in the home, we've also lost that, just that close connected tissue with just our, our father. And so like, just like you said, there are these innate things that, you know, we don't know where we got them from. And it's even a bigger mystery when a parent is, is not a part of our lives. It's so fascinating to think about that. And I think, especially in this generation, and I think this generation, and I'm grateful for all the people who got us to a point where communities of color and black people specifically are looking into their backgrounds, looking into generational trauma, looking into 
um, you know, just their lineage more and their past more so that they can do better in the present. That is a big, like, that's a shift in this generation in a way that in my parents' generation, you know, they weren't really like, they gone therapy, you know, and like, look, you know, they weren't doing ancestry DNA. They weren't doing African yeah. They weren't, they weren't trying to explore these, um, I mean, hauntings because in, in a lot of black families or just families that, um, are a part of the African diaspora, let's say, um, mm-hmm. that generational trauma is a real thing. Um, Mm -hmm. did any of the folks who were sort of looking into their backgrounds in this special, did they discover those kinds of details? Because if I looked into my background and I found out that like, you know, I had a distant relative and I do know this, I haven't even done this, uh, according to my DNA, but I just know that anecdotally, even Mm -hmm. talking to my family members about like my great, great, great grandparents, um, I can tra- trace the trauma like from the gen- mm-hmm. I can I can like draw the line and I and I can see like okay that's why my grandfather was like that that's why my dad is like this that's why I'm this way all because of something yeah. that happened mm-hmm. in like 1912 um yeah. did did folks discover anything like that where they were like oh now I see not that why I'm this way towards women for example um but also the trauma that can be compounded throughout the generations that is such a good conversation. It's it's interesting. I don't know, because I, I, I'm going to foreshadow something, but I don't know if it ended up making it into the final special, because we talked oh, about this yeah. for like an hour just alone, that conversation over dinner. And uh, Rich Dollars was actually talking about this because, you know, he, he finds out that, you know, he starts talking about polygamy and how, you know, we, we glorify polygamy, men who just want to be able to, you know, have as many women as they want to have. And then we start having a deeper conversation about how it was actually a way to, you know, manage different households. And you couldn't have multiple wives if you didn't have the money and means to have them in different homes and be able to take care of them properly. But, you know, Rich Dollars, as we know from watching Love and Hip Hop, you know, has had multiple relationships with different, different sisters on the show. And he talks about how, you know, learning about, not only the tribe that he comes from, learning about, you know, polygamous cultures, but also, you know, how it has been abused and misused in a way that that he has actualized it in the actual, in practice. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, even without actually knowing about this, this sense of wanting to, you know, have multiple partners, having different women that I've loved and looking at them as soulmates, yet without context, abusing and misusing you know, my desire to be with them a certain way. He, he started to, we, we began some of that work. And even Mama D talked about, uh, you know, being, a, a, having dealt in the streets and, and, you know, mentoring different women, but actually mentoring down the wrong path, kind of being a madam. And, you know, what that, what that looked like and then how her tribe that she found out she was from was known for having strong, you know, queens who could mentor the women and rites of passages and what those looked like. So how we kind of bastardized some of these things that innately come natural to us, but without proper context, how it manifests in the ne- manifests in a negative way sometimes. So we begin some of that work, but that's why I think the special is so dope is that I hope that, you know, even in this light context on a show like Love & Hip Hop with Black Ink Crew, I'm hoping that these conversations transcend what we see on the TV screen. Cause you got, you know, Know Your Roots with Skip Gates. 
And they really dive in, it gets deep, but I don't think we have something where there's the medicine in the candy, where you're right. seeing people that you follow on Instagram that you actually, you know, vibe with that also are having these deep conversations. So I hope it continues after the show. Right, it's people that play spades that are going to talk about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. it's like it's, it's the, people, the people are going to talk about this while they play spades. I feel like, the, you know, it, it's the, you, you have to, especially when conversations about generational trauma and and just this is so fascinating um especially when you get into the science of it like when you get into the science of it and you're like oh that isn't actually in your dna and your your actual dna can change as a result of the generational trauma mm. like your dna actually changes and then goes to the next you're born with it in your body <laughs> in your nervous system like that is deep so when you like think about everyone now getting access to even the conversation starter via this special, that's really exciting. I mean, who do you hope watches it? Everyone? I mean, can a white yeah. person watch this and get something out of it? Uh, I, I'm sure, uh, but I think there's power <laughs> and specific, <laughs> specificity uh, b- because, yeah, I, you know, it's of course we want everyone to watch it. And again, it comes on Monday, February 7th, 9, 8 Central, uh, and Monday, February 14th. So again, it's coming Monday and again on uh, Valentine's Day. And and I'm hoping, I genuinely hope the hood sees this. I hope people who have never even thought about their DNA or think that there's something valuable in it sees this. I I want the kids who I grew up with who are calling me African booty scratcher, who are making fun of my name. I want folks who, you know, prioritize a certain complexion over another complexion to kind of see this. You know, there have been issues and times on the show even, on Love and Hip Hop even, where there had been colorism at play. I remember Spice talked about mm-hmm. dealing with that. I remember episodes where folks were, you know, uh, uh, bleaching their skin. And I remember Consequence had the verse where he said, light skin is the right skin. And, you know, L'Oreal had a problem with that. Like there were so many different elements of these things. I want those people who are part of the culture who have subtly ingrained some of these Eurocentric ideals within themselves, both consciously and subconsciously. Uh, to watch this because I think that's really the audience for the show you know sometimes I feel like with the content I do you know I'm not always a serious guy but some of my stuff is so serious (laughs) that I feel like I'm preaching to the choir you know I feel like all of the the academics are already in tune with this information but the folks that I kick it with at the barbershop might not be so that's kind of who I want to see this show yeah and they're definitely watching love and hip-hop and 100% watching black and crew I mean I remember like I said at the beginning of the conversation I literally I lived on the street. I mean, I, I mean, like, it was two doors down was the corner where the tattoo oh, place wow. is. Like, wow. and there's, a re- there's a really good Mexican restaurant. I don't know if it's still there because obviously COVID, but there was a really good Mexican restaurant next door to the black. That's what that's the corner that I lived on. And so I'm telling you, it's been like, I'm like, what is this? And it's a phenomenon. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what, how many seasons of that show where I was like, what is this? Why are they out here? What are they doing? Right. And, it's, what are they doing? <laughs> and it becomes like a phenomenon. And then I used to, and then like years later, I was like, people brought it up and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was like, I used to live on that street. They're like, you lived on the street with black. Ink? I'm like, yeah, it was. I didn't know what they were doing. There was just a whole bunch of people with walkie-talkies running around like in puffer jackets. It's even worse in New York because New Yorkers don't pay attention to anything. You guys At mind all. your business like no other. So like, it was probably there for weeks before you even noticed that they oh were out. I was thinking about this last night because I was watching something where it was like a behind-the-scenes video of somebody like 
walking literally past our building in Times Square, and I was like, that person was outside of our building in Times Square. <laughs> if I was like, I clearly need to look up um, because I was not paying attention. And um, I'm watching this K drama. That was the context. It was like this the K drama actor that in the show I was watching was like outside of our building, and I was like. Oh, wow. When was this and where was I and what I wasn't paying attention. I was not. I was not. I was never paying attention when I was in New York. Um, so what what do you have next? What's coming next for you? Is this, is this um, special? Are you guys going to continue to like amplify it on digital once it airs, you know, on TV proper? Um, and then what what other specials do you have coming up? Because I find that the specials that you choose to do fascinating. That's why I was Thank excited so for much. this one. No, it's really fascinating. It was like, who would think to put these these people together to do this like really serious and important conversation? And, and I respect your brain so much. I watch your segments every time I catch you on TV, whether it's MSNBC or anything. So I, I just really appreciate you saying that. Um, but right now, this is it's all steam ahead on this here. So uh, it's two parts. Airs Monday, 9, 8 central. And then, um, of course, we've got Need to Know, which I'm always doing about two times a week. Um, we just dropped an episode uh, yesterday uh, for MTV Need to Know. It's our digital show. Um, airs on Twitter. Uh, follow at MTV News, or you can follow me at Doma T, uh, D-O-M-E-T-I underscore. And, uh, you know, we just dropped an episode talking about little-known unsung heroes in uh, Black history. So we did an episode about Claudette Colvin, who was Rosa Parks before wow. Rosa Parks, as, as a lot of folks know. Yep. But we really dig into, you know, what, what that situation was like and what it tells us about respectability politics and ageism and colorism and why Claudette wasn't the right person to rally behind rather than Rosa Parks. And it's interesting because you see these parallels between what they the decisions activists then had to make and, unfortunately, the decisions that we are still making now and how we present our cases and, and what that looks like. And so my work right, right now is really weird. It's been this parallel between history and how much, yes, we've grown as a society, but also how much history has repeated itself. So same with this series, same with the stories that we're telling on Need to Know. Yeah, I think that that's the number one thing in the pandemic years um, that's happening is we are, maybe it's because it is repeating itself, and we're also through the pandemic years able to see we're finally able to it's yes, like yes. It, it made everything visible in a way that i don't think was possible for for most people before not not people who study it not academics not historians they all saw it but most yeah. people were like wait systemic racism is a real thing i see it now you know and i think yes. the pandemic has exposed so much and so it's it's always great to have you to talk about um, all of these issues. So everybody make sure to check out this special. Again, airs Monday, February 7th, mon and also m Monday, February 14th, which is also Valentine's Day. But as I like to say, it is Kai's birthday. That is that is what February 14th is in my brain, not Valentine's Aww. Day. Um, so do you know who Kai is? Because you should. Just Google it later. Um, 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, <laughs> Eastern time. Um, and definitely check this out. And also maybe do your own ancestry. Um, because these conversations are important. You need to know what, what is in your DNA so that you can, um, you know, have a happier life. Because what happens if you have generational trauma you didn't know about? And exactly. You weren't, so you weren't many working links. to rectify it. That, that's exactly. no, no good. Um, so, Dimitri Prongo, it's always great to talk to you. Please stay safe. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. And 
Maybe one day we'll be in studio again. I don't know. I don't live in New York anymore, though. So. Wait, where are you? Where'd you leave us to? I I, I live in Washington, D.C. Um, that's all I'm disclosing. I haven't told anybody where in, you know, but because uh, I'm on, on air. I don't want people to know Right, right. That. Please, please don't be specific. <laughs> but I will but, come uh, to D.C. or yes. anywhere in the multiverse where you are. On and, the multiverse. Uh, I enjoy talking to you. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.